hi, this is Jacqueline with Sound Body Wisdom. So in this episode, language, communication, and words. You know, and there there are words and then there are words. So there are some that, you know, when you hear them or see them, they create a response in you. The words themselves, they can have a, a life or an energy to them that's above and beyond their their dictionary definition or their technical definition. So today I'm bringing our attention to the more unconscious layers and the many different aspects that are a part of language and communication. More of the, the iceberg that's below the surface, the deeper influences or responses we have. And to acknowledge the multitude of things that influence how we speak, how we hear, how we perceive, interpret, and even engage in communication with words and language. And notice that I'm saying communication with words. And, and this really is because communication, it's really informed by so much other information as well, you know, like body language, facial expressions, tone of voice. Uh, if you're in person, it could even be pheromones or, you know, our own internal dialogue that's happening in any moment the context or method of communication. So yeah, this is this is a broad area that I'm touching into. So, you know, my intention here is to offer at least some glimpses of the many threads or the factors at play for each of us in any given moment in this arena of communication. All right, if you're ready, let's dive in. So, words. Words they have the ability to trigger a whole cascade of thoughts, feelings, or even sensations within us. And because of that, they can really alter or even dictate how we perceive what comes after or what we're able to gather from the communication of these words. And this is why I think it's important to consider the many layers of communication and perception in relation to words. Because really, I believe words and language in and of themselves they are relational. Language, words, they're relational about relationships. So how we respond to words and, and what response or influence they have on us on how we see or perceive something has a lot to do with how you've been exposed to those words, the juxtaposition, or basically what your relationship has been or has not been to the words. Based on our relationship to a word, it can, it can open doors in our understanding, or on the other end of the spectrum, it can put up walls, create limitations. But if we're able to learn or understand more about the relational influence different words have on us, we really just have more opportunity to create bridges in our communication and, and connection with others in lots of different settings, you know, from a family member to a lover or to someone that you don't even know or maybe you don't even like or agree with. And this is valuable because communication, it has an important function of sharing ideas to help share different experiences and perspectives. It isn't just about getting people to agree with you or used only when we already understand one another. Language Language and words, they're there to potentially bridge and connect us in all circumstances and maybe even enhance our ability to know something, 
someone, or ourselves in a new or different way. And considering how different each of us truly is, this is really an incredible tool for so many aspects of our lives. So the question becomes, can you get curious about how words and language have an effect on you and, and the relationship that you have to them and responses you're having behind the scenes in the more unconscious realms or, or even get curious about the obvious reactions that you already do notice? This is generally the practice I do with most words and language, you know, most of the time. And, you know, granted, I enjoy the deep dive into myself to learn more about what's happening behind the scenes. I'm sort of a dork about it. Um, But whether you enjoy it as much as I do or not, I don't think that matters because really each of us can grow our awareness around this. And the first step is understanding that there's actually something to be aware of. And I think, you know, it's helpful to clarify that not all words have the same impact. Generally speaking, there are, there are certain words, language, or phrases that have more, I don't know, maybe, maybe more personality, let's say, to them. So I consider these leader language. I call it this because these words or phrases lead the way with strong influence. Leader language can have a higher probability to generate a response in people whether that's creating connection, like building a bridge, or on the other side of the spectrum, shutting a communication down completely, you know, limiting connection or understanding. Leader language is any word or phrase that really just, that elicits a a reaction, a response, or the ability to influence people. It can really bring people and ideas together or depending on all the context and variables of the people and places involved, leader language can be misleading, cause misunderstanding or confusion. So by now you're probably getting the idea of what I'm sharing, and that is language matters. Words are like these little energy bundles, and they're loaded with with energy by so many factors and fueled by so many things. So there are three dynamics in particular that I, I want to mention here because I think they're essential for finding ways to consider and reflect on the power of words and language in our lives. So these three dynamics are one, the giver, two, the receiver, and three, society at large. And keep in mind that each of these three can and, and most likely will be having an influence simultaneously but in varying degrees. So I'm just gonna say a little bit about each of these. So the giver, when I'm the giver of the communication, the leader language or the words I choose consciously or unconsciously, they're all based on my personal exposure and relationship to what they express or what they mean to me. So to start, you know, certain words might be more a part of my personal vocabulary. This is part of exposure. And then my level of exposure evolves into how I relate with the words. So the emotions, the ideas, the ease or discomfort I've attached to the word. All of this and more influences what words I might choose in any given moment. You know, and and this is even true of me right now as I do this episode. So I'm paying attention to the words I use and who I am and my exposure influences what I say, but... 
I can also bring my awareness and my attention to my word choices and consider all the receivers, like you, the receivers of these words, the people listening right now. So I do my best to feel into the societal aspect of the words or the many factors of the receivers of the words. And while I can't control or, you know, micromanage things, what I can do is find words that have a relational quality that's just generally more accessible for people. Or sometimes you might notice I'll use more than one word when describing something or or sharing an idea, (laughs) like I did just then. So I've been doing this work a long time and and I spend a great deal of my time listening to people and asking questions because this is what helps me understand more about how language or, or words can be loaded or can be influential, the ways it can connect people or shut people down, ways that things can feel more accessible or ways things are more comfortable depending on the words or language, ways to create an invitation or to close a door. So I sit with this as I bring my awareness and choice to the language I use. Because my intention here, I mean, and in general, I think, is to really connect and build as much of a bridge as possible for a wide range of people. The words and the language are a part of this. Okay, so how about the receiver? Yeah, by now you can imagine how the receiver in their relationship to the language or the words or phrases, it's, it's a key player here as well. And how the receiver's relationship to the language will impact the communication or exchange. So as a receiver, my history, my relationship or exposure to certain words will shape how I hear them and my perception of what's being said. They influence whether I have more or less understanding, more or less connection, And am I more open or am I more closed? You know, words, they can paint a landscape in communication. And some language is more inviting than others. And some language might paint a very different picture for you than it does for me. And all of this has influence in different ways as far as the impact of the communication. Okay, now let's not forget there's the broader influence of society. So this is the collective influence upon a word or piece of language that can imbue it with meaning that's far beyond the technical definition, the dictionary definition. There can be emotions or values attached deeply to a word. You know, consider words like hope, faith, or evil. You know, these are more obvious words, you know, that have many layers and threads attached to them beyond their definition. But they do. They evoke a felt sense within many people, something that's greater than the word in and of itself. What other words do you know that have emotions or values deeply embedded in them? Yeah, there's probably a few that have come to mind, right? Yeah, there's plenty to go around. So in our society, there there are many ways that the status quo or norms or religion or certain values or upbringing can intentionally or unintentionally load the words and have a deep influence on how we perceive based on language. So even as we might individually or personally begin to understand our relationship to language, 
there's always this continuous greater context of society to consider. And of course, there are always many layers that affect and influence how communication is happening. You know, our mood, things happening in our life, you know, the hours, the weeks or months before, our general sensitivities, our insecurities, vulnerabilities, our ego, our relationship with the giver or the receiver, the things we want to believe or want to hear, our life experiences that have the ability to shape how we might lean more towards seeing the positive or the negative aspects of things. Really, the list of factors can go on and on. Yeah, it is abundantly layered. And truly, for any of us, this is not, you know, a matter of being right or wrong, intelligence or a lack thereof it. It's about our relationship to the language used, right? That words are relational. This will be unique and personal for each of us. And there is beauty and total challenge in that. So the beauty is that we are each truly unique and we need our differences as much as our common threads. And then the challenge is developing our awareness around these relational layers to words and language and invite more choice in both what words we use or give and then the choice we have in how we perceive based on the words we receive or take in during an exchange. Okay, so maybe you're wondering, how do we do that? Well, we do that through our awareness and noticing the points or moments in a communication or an exchange where, where you feel an emotion, an idea, or even some response or trigger in your body, your mind or emotions. Basically, notice the leader language or the words that have the most impact or influence in how you think and feel. You don't need to itemize the words or, or pick out each one, but just track how you feel. And when you notice any shift or a moment that created a strong sensation, an emotion, or thought, just ask yourself, okay, where was that moment? Where did it happen? What was the language being used? You know, when we're, when we're reading something and we're reading words, it can be easier to do, to pinpoint the moment or the word or the phrase, the language. So, you know, you might consider practicing this awareness when you're reading something. You know, in conversation, we can still do this, but it, it just might take a little more focused awareness or attention because when we're talking, it's live, it's happening, it's in real time, you know? So again, we just start by looking for an obvious moment or word that grabs our attention and it creates a ripple or maybe even piques our curiosity. You know, if you think about any exchange or conversation you've had with someone where their words or, or what they said stuck with you or something you read, any communication that impacted you, you realize there are so many scenarios and dynamics or possibilities, e even if they're not obvious to you at first. You know, you might walk away from a conversation and not understand why you're impacted by it. But as we bring our attention to the communication used, we might find there are some words or language that while initially are not obvious, they are having an effect on us behind the scenes. So a dynamic where, where it might be more subtle is, let's see, an example might be any statement or, or word where when they're used, the impact is maybe you don't end up feeling seen or valued or understood. 
So when I say subtle, I mean that the person's not directly stating, so you're not valued. I don't understand you. I don't see you. But instead, because words or statements are relational, certain words are stimulating internal responses for you that cause you to not feel seen or valued, not respected, or, or some other response. Or maybe uh, there's someone saying to you, you're never there. So never, it's a strong word. It's a leader word. It has a lot of influence. It's very sweeping. And if you're sometimes there, it can be the word that triggers a response inside that takes you further from really having clear communication. Or uh, maybe it's something like someone saying to you, you're wrong. Or using words that indicate to you that they're saying you're wrong. Or, or perhaps words that you translate as you're right and they think you're right. So now imagine how these two would feel differently. Or it might be someone saying, you're smart. Ah, oh, you're so smart. Now, depending on how you or anyone else relates to the feeling of smart, this can generate many different feelings and reactions inside. So even while on paper, it can be easy to say, you know, why would I want to learn more about my response to such a nice thing being said? Like, you're so smart. You actually might be surprised when you bring your awareness and your curiosity. To f you would find some interesting layers to how you relate to the word smart and everything that comes with it. So even with something said that is directly intended to be maybe either complimentary or maybe hurtful. You might think, you know, why would I need to bring my awareness to this? It's obvious why this has the impact that it does. I still, I invite you to take the time with these moments. Bring your curiosity to find out more about where and why something touches you deeply or the different ways that it does. All of this is valuable and helpful information for the times where it isn't as obvious. And it helps us learn more about ourselves, both in how we receive words and language, but how we choose to give words and language. So really, always, awareness, curiosity, and kindness, they can bring insight for us. You know, we bring our awareness to language and words and the feelings, the thoughts, or the physical responses that can happen. And then we bring our curiosity to the how, the what, the where, and the why, and we ask questions we listen for the replies within ourselves and just notice what you notice. Be actively engaged in curiosity. And then kindness. Yeah, kindness is present throughout so that while you ask questions in your curiosity, there's no criticizing. There's, there's no creating harsh judgment about what you discover. You don't judge yourself. Simply we seek to know ourselves just a little more without criticism, without self-deprecation. So we can have more choice in how we use communication. And, and this communication is, is not just with other people, but it really is also how you communicate within yourself. And I would suggest that this is equally as important as your communication with others, because we are sending communications to the different parts of ourselves all the time. Messages that we're not always paying attention to, but they are really there nonetheless. All right, so 
let's just do a small exercise together. If you're driving or, or doing something that needs more attention, maybe you can pull over or pause for a few minutes, or you can also come back to this part of the episode later if you want. So for this short exercise, I want you to keep it simple and just, just pick a word that maybe has a, a, stronger, a stronger energy to it. Maybe a word like love or hate, good or evil, stupid or smart, handsome or pretty or ugly, good or bad. I think you get the idea. So maybe, you know, these are general and obvious ones, but see if there's one you can choose. It can be one of these or another one that might come to mind for you. Now, take a moment and have the word in mind and we're going to set it aside. So close your eyes and just take an easy breath. With your exhale, see if you can release any tension you're holding in your body, in your mind, in your heart. And while I'm guiding you, continue just to have these easy inhales and exhales just at your own pace. Try to imagine your exhale just maybe washing through you or helping you to let go of anything you might be holding, anything you don't need. And just notice what you notice. There's no need to figure anything out or focus on any one thing. And with every easy exhale, you can simply use the breath to do a scan through of your body, your heart, your mind. You're welcome to notice the qualities of anything in these places. Again, just notice what you notice. We have so many layers to who we are. Again, this can be the physical body. It can be our mind and thoughts, heart, emotions. It's all a part of us. And just take another few breaths as we settle more into the clear and present moment, just now, here, with our breath. And from this clear space, go ahead and invite back the word. Just bring it to mind. Imagine you are the calm waters and that word is the pebble that just causes some ripples. As you bring the word back, what ripples do you notice? We had quieted the waters a bit. And so the ripples, they can be potentially more obvious. You might see something pop up or you might need to look for it. What do you notice about the ripples in your thoughts? What parts of you have something to say about this word? Notice the ripples in your physical body. Is there any sense of tension or expansion, contraction? What are the ripples in your emotions? 
anything that might have poured through in an instant or anything that's lingering. Notice if you gravitate towards the energy of the word or away from it. Where are the ripples? So just take another few breaths just to notice what you notice. Notice where you were before reintroducing the word. Notice the different aspects or potential ripples that occurred when you invited it in. And you know this, but there's no wrong or right. There's just awareness. Notice your curiosity, where it takes you. Ah, and show up with kindness to not judge any of the ripples or places you may or may not go. Just soften. And just another breath in and out. And now release the word. Perhaps even visualize it dissolving or floating away. And notice how it feels to release it. And then find yourself in your center, here, clear, and in the moment. Welcome back. So... This practice of gathering your awareness, your curiosity, and your kindness to witness and learn about the layers of yourself, to grow your understanding of what is happening below the surface of you, these skills are available to each of us to cultivate and use. And with our awareness and curiosity and kindness, we can keep developing how we choose and what we want to create with our words. And you might have begun to see that just a little bit with the word you chose and the ripples that came or didn't come. And you can bring that to any place of communication as you witness yourself as a giver, a receiver, or maybe notice how words and language are affected by society to just keep bringing your awareness to the ripples and notice what you notice. All right. Thanks for being here. I'm really grateful to spend this time with you. And as always, please visit my website, soundbodywisdom.com, to find other ways to connect with me or ways you can support me and the work I do. All right. Until next time, this is Jacqueline with Soundbody Wisdom. Take care. Mm-hmm.